0: This is the Better Than Before Betrayal podcast, episode number four, I see others with more love. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing. As I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hi there. Welcome back. Today, I want to tell you about another way my life is better now than it was and before I knew about my husband's betrayal. Today, I'm going to talk about how I see others with more love. Love is an emotion you feel created by the thoughts you think about a person. This is a powerful concept to understand. We can apply this to every relationship we have. Our thoughts about Everyone create the feelings that we have about them or for them. I want you to think of a relationship you have. Uh, choose one that's challenging for you. So what thoughts are you usually thinking about this person? Do you have low-quality thoughts or high-quality thoughts? And how do those thoughts make you feel? do they feel good? And I don't mean in a self-righteous justification way. Do they truly feel good? And do you like feeling this way? In one of my relationships, I used to think I don't like being around her. I felt judged, criticized, and unloved. Then I heard the idea that it isn't that I don't like being around her. The truth is that I didn't like myself when I was around her. This idea was mind-blowing. And with some curiosity and self-introspection, I realized that the truth was that I had a lot of judgmental thoughts about her. I was critical of her, and I didn't have very loving thoughts about her. As I spent some time getting curious about this, I realized that she's the way she is for reasons that are understandable. We are products of our life experience. She has views and opinions and things that are important to her that she holds too tightly. And I don't share all of those views. She thinks that she's right, and I think that I'm right. Or at least I realized that what's important for her is not as important to me. I consider the idea that she is a hundred percent lovable, and that I could choose to just love her. I decided that I could allow her to have her opinions about me, what I should or shouldn't do, and not make them mean anything about me. I try to focus on her good qualities. I can make a Excuse me, a whole list if I try. She's good at a lot of things. She's good at things that she values differently than I do. She's good at being her, not who I think she should be. Just as I'm good at being me and not who or how she thinks I should be. Now, I, I did have a conversation with her and set some boundaries that I felt were appropriate. But the truth that I learned is that it isn't that I don't like being around her, but that I didn't like myself when I was around her, and that has changed how I think about her and myself. It was an aha moment for me the first time I heard the idea that I didn't like me when I was around her, but I wasn't myself myself when I was around her. I didn't express my feelings. I didn't stand up for myself and I wasn't boundaried. And this was all my doing. With this new realization, I take responsibility for how I want to show up when I'm with her now. I do have to do a bit of thought work to be in a good place in my head when I'm going to be with her. I have to remind myself that she's okay just the way she is I work to stay in curiosity and compassion for her and for myself so that I don't slip back into my old patterns. Because believe me, that is easy for me to do. So I'm okay just the way I am. Even if she says things that I think are critical and it may seem that she is trying to convince me to change. I have to clean up my thinking so I don't slip back into my old patterns of thought. When I know that I'm going to be spending time with her, I remind myself that I have the power to be who I want to be. I can show up the way I want to. Be the kind of person that I choose to be. I can speak kindly and not agree with what she says. Now, we've never argued that that wasn't the kind of interaction that we had, She would just tell me what she thought, and I would just not say much to stand up for myself. Now, I can remind myself that she's going to be herself. I can expect that. And I feel better when I think kindly toward her. I choose not to spend as much time around her as I did previously. And actually, over the years, uh, as I've stood up for myself more in a kind, compassionate way, she has stopped making the types of comments that she used to and doing the things that she used to do. And maybe she's just realized that I'm not going to do what she wants. I really do believe that people are doing the best they can with what they have to work with, the skills and understanding they have, and just where they are in their, li- at in their life. Sometimes our best is pretty terrible. And that's true for all of us. We have opinions and strong feelings about things. We think we are right. I truly believe that she did think that she was being helpful. I wasn't asking for her help, and I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't tell her no thank you. And that's on me. I can choose to accept everyone for who they are. We can try to understand them the best we can, knowing that we won't understand everything. And we can do- choose to love them anyway. I don't have to agree with someone in order to love them. Again, people are good at being themselves, not who we want them to be. And love is a choice. This is so powerful. If we keep in mind that everyone is 100% lovable, we will see people differently. This takes a conscious effort. It doesn't come naturally. Well, for me anyway. People that think similarly, similarly to us or who validate us are much easier to love. But we can work every day to love those that are more challenging for us. With practice, it does come easier. And I know that some people seem to be blessed with a gift for loving others. Um, For most of us or me, it requires work and practice. I love what Henry B. Irene said in his general conference talk try, 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 referring to a conversation with his district president. The district president told him when you meet someone, Treat them as if they were in serious trouble, and you will be right more than half the time. President Eyring added, not only was he right, but I have learned over the years that he was too low in his estimate. I personally believe that most people are going through some kind of struggle. I have found that if I consider that everyone I come into contact with is struggling with something, I can have more compassion for them. I can choose to think that they are doing the best they can. I can show love to them. Some struggles are known and visible. Some, like yours and mine, are very private. I have spent so many years in self-imposed isolation. Of course, my husband didn't want me to tell others about his addiction. I didn't want others to know. I lived many years in self-preservation mode. Now, I try to look for those who seem to be struggling. I try to show love and compassion to everyone I come into contact with, because most likely they are hurting in some way. When I was a young girl, I remember riding in the car with my grandma. She would point to someone on the street, And proceed to tell me their life story. That woman there just lost her husband. That woman over there, her child is very sick. And that man just lost his job, etc. And I wondered how she knew these people. Then I learned that she was just making up these stories. Making up a story of their struggles. I realized that she was teaching me compassion for everyone, teaching me this very lesson that everyone is struggling with something and that we need to be caring and compassionate with them. I appreciate this lesson that my grandma taught me when I was so young. She had a very difficult life and she was able to see that everyone has challenges and needs to be shown love. Okay, now I want to focus on our love for our husbands. We can a- absolutely choose to focus on all the things that we don't like about them, all the ways they've hurt us, all of the choices that they've made. And how does that feel? Years ago, before I knew anything about coaching, Skills. I spent hours listening to a gal I knew talk about her husband. She was done with the marriage. She could not say one nice, kind, good thing about the man she'd been married to for nearly two decades. I knew him. I knew that he was a good guy. He had his weaknesses, of course, we all do. Her complaints were pretty petty. That's my opinion. She definitely had a grass is greener on the other side attitude. It was sad to realize that she had spent so much time focusing on the negative that she couldn't come up with anything good to say about him. Any reason that she should stay married to him. Her love for him was gone because she had stopped thinking any loving thoughts about him. Instead, she focused on his weaknesses. As you can guess, their marriage didn't last much longer. And it isn't my place to say if they should have stayed married or not. I'm just pointing out the power that her thoughts had. Interestingly, he has remarried and his second wife thinks he's amazing because he is. And he still has some of the same weaknesses. I know. She has loving thoughts about him and they have struggles too. Well, because of life. And over 10 years later, the gal I listened to for hours is still single. Not because she wants to be. Her thoughts led her to choose to end her marriage. She thought that another man would make her happy. And of course, that isn't the way it happens. People say that they just have fallen out of love. They probably think it just happened. They may realize that they didn't feed their love plant or nurture their relationship and still believe that they just fell out of love. What they may not realize is that they started thinking differently about their partner. Their thoughts went from thoughts of love to focusing on things that brought other emotions, not love. Again, love is a choice. Do you love your husband? Or are you cheating on him with a future version of him? This can be very tempting. We can choose to love our husband. Can you separate him from his choices, from his weaknesses, his addiction? It was a beautiful day for me when I could do this. Separate my husband's actions from who he is. I can love my husband and not love his choices. Our husbands aren't their addictions. I'm sure you have experienced loving someone and not really liking them all the time. I remember telling my husband years ago that I would always love him. Even if, because of his choices, we didn't remain married, I would love him. How do I know this? Because I know that I can choose how I think about him. Now, you can't love a person you're trying to change. But you might (laughs) be saying, what do you mean? I don't want him to continue acting out in his addiction. I want him to change. And that's okay to want him to change. To want him to want to change, that is different than trying to change him. You can't change him. And you will never be happy or feel peace or feel love for him if you are constantly trying to change him. You can only control yourself. The sooner you let go of trying to control him or anyone, the sooner you will progress toward growth and healing. And you can still choose to, chain, to love him even if he doesn't change. So I want you to try this experiment. Pause the podcast to do this if you want to, or you can just kind of do it in your head. So I want you to think of someone, anyone, just pick someone. Now write down or think of things that you like about this person. Write down or think of as many things as you can come up with. Now, when you're done, pay attention to how you're feeling. I'm guessing you're thinking about the things you like about this person, their good qualities. I'm guessing you're feeling pretty good. Something like gratitude, admiration, or love. Now, think of the same person, and this time write down or think of things you can think of that you don't like about them. Go ahead and make a list. Write it down, make a list in your head. Now, how do you feel when you focus on good things, you probably feel love or something like it. And when you focus on the quote unquote negative things, you feel something else like dislike, irritation, frustration, maybe even anger or hate. Your thoughts create your feelings. Now, in a future episode, I will talk about clean pain, uh, which is the useful thoughts that bring useful pain, the ones that we want to feel even when they aren't fun, and dirty pain, the unuseful thoughts that are indulgent and keep us stuck. But that's another conversation. Right now, I want to focus on just trying to intentionally choose our thoughts that will help us to feel love for others. I try to feel love as often as I can. There are no negative side effects of love. This doesn't mean that I walk around focusing or forcing myself to only think positive loving thoughts. This would be exhausting and it's impossible. I'm only conscious of a fraction of my thoughts anyway. I can choose to focus on what I want to for some of the day. The other thoughts will come in for sure. And I can interrupt them. I can decide if I really want to focus on that thought. Is it useful to me? Again, useful can be painful. Or is it indulgent and dragging me down? Do I want to feel the way that thought makes me feel? Is it helpful to me? I'm trying to love as Christ loves. I know that I am nowhere near close to this. I know that I will not get there in this lifetime. It will be a lifelong pursuit and beyond, I'm sure. I make it closer, and that's really the goal. And I know that using these skills are helpful to me. Again, I have to practice it every day, and I pray for heaven's help in this. I like the way it makes me feel about others. No downside to feeling love. I invite you to try this. Try to see others with more love. You will be blessed for it. I know that I have been. Thanks for listening today. I hope you find this helpful as you journey through your life. See you next time. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you are ready for one on one coaching to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a free session to find out how I can help you on your journey. I'd love to talk to you.